Welcome to Unprofessional and Unprepared, our lighthearted weekly conversation about sports, life, fatherhood, and whatever else comes up with no script and no preparation. I'm your host, Jason Gerber, and this week we get together for our 50th episode to talk Browns, Cavs, college football, the NFL, and other cool things that are 50. I'm joined tonight by three of the best ever. Co-host Phil Denko is here. Hi, Gerbs. Thanks for having me. Assistant manager smiling Chuck Rambaldo is go. here. I'm a, I like that title. <laughs> and for the first time ever, Tom Burke is here. Tommy, how you doing? Uh, it's great to uh, to be here for finally for the first time. And uh, congratulations on 50 episode, boys. Uh, so many people, nobody thought that this podcast would last. And uh, <laughs> so I'd just like to say that, you know, mom and dad, you're wrong. <laughs> well, Tommy, on that note, let's start with you. Pickleball. A combination of tennis, badminton, and ping pong has surged in popularity over the last two years. Most core pickleball players are 65 and older, but younger players are starting to get into the game. Pickleball professionalization is also expanding, with the newly launched Major League Pickleball joining the APP and PPA tours. That's right. There are now three professional pickleball tours. Tommy, we have 20 years before we hit our pickleball prime. Should we start training now for a pro pickleball career in the MLP, APP, or PPA? Yeah, if we're going to have any chance at all, we definitely need to start to, probably tonight. And actually, I, I should have started about 10 years ago. But yeah, I mean, it's that's going to be exciting. I mean, hey, if, if spike ball can be on ESPN, then why not, why not pickleball? I think it's about time. I agree. 100%. New goal. Pro pickleball playing in our 60s. It's going to be great. <laughs> all right, let's start the show. Our first segment, we'll stay at home. The Cleveland Browns played the Detroit Lions today. The Lions are a seemingly perfect opponent before our 50th episode. The Browns did not play great, but that was okay because the Lions are not real good. The Browns didn't lose 13 to 10. I will not use the W word for anything that we saw in today's game. <laughs> Phil, the first half was boring. The second half was gross. Are the Browns secretly shitty? I don't know that it's a secret. I think that at least the way they've played the last couple of weeks, they're certainly shitty. Uh, we've talked about this before. They're kind of the Jekyll and Hyde team. You had to get a win today. You got to win. I'm going to use the W word because it's just to stay consistent with what I said last week. It's all about stacking W. So we got one and we'll take it. And we just hope that, you know, if these last two weeks were uh, Mr. Hyde, then maybe the Dr. Jekyll of the Bengals game from three weeks ago turns up again next week. That'd be good. I'm impressed that you knew which one was a good one. I had long forgotten whether Dr. Jekyll or Mr. Hyde was the good one. <laughs> a learned man. All right, Chucky. A guest. Biggest. Yeah, I don't even know if you're right. The good doctor, Mr. Hyde was. The, yeah, yeah, I got it. The biggest question mark, obviously, on the offense was Baker Mayfield and how he played. And it was such a big question mark that I actually have two questions for you. Answer oh. either one of them that you want. A scale of one to five, one being traditional Thanksgiving turkey. Five being vegetarian Thanksgiving tofu. How good was Baker? <laughs> Question two. Everyone loves Baker for his toughness. What do we win for having the toughest quarterback in the NFL? It's a two. A little better than tofu. And what do we win for toughness? Nothing. You don't. And that is all I've heard for the last couple of weeks. I wish they would have sat him this week. There was no need to play him today to go with his shoulder and his knees. I didn't know about his hoof injury like he's a deer or something, but apparently the guy's falling apart and he could have used a week. I, I think they still win the game with Case Keenum today. I'm sure we can get into a little more later, but anyway, you don't win anything for being super tough unless maybe you're a UFC fighter and I don't see Baker ever transitioning to the UFC. <laughs> I don't know, he's got the toughness. Tommy, what do you think? Could they have not lost to the Lions today with their backup quarterback, Case Keenum, playing? Uh, I think they might have even won by more points today. We were getting guys open. Getting open wasn't the issue. It was actually hitting the guys with the passes. So I think Case probably would have been a little more on point. Baker's definitely struggling. It's everything's sailing on him. He threw uh, you know, a few good ones, but it's just the inconsistency is just it's tough to watch. So I, I think we actually had probably had a better chance if, if Case had played. Phil, what do you think? answer any of the questions that have been laid out there about Baker Mayfield in this offense today. I think you're on to some, was that one of them? No, no. Oh. All right. oh. Do you like tofu? Um, yeah. Tofurky. <laughs> we, 
we get nothing for toughness. The Cleveland fan base is latching on to the fact that we have the toughest quarterback, and that's great. That's not going to last too long if they don't string wins together. Baker Mayfield, I want him to be the guy. I love that he's tough, but I want him to be a better quarterback. And he's not an Andrew Barry guy, and he's not a Kevin Stefanski guy. They inherited him. So if it continues to trend this way, I mean, this year, okay, he's, he's beat up. But if next year he looks like this again, they're going to pull the trigger and get their guy. Uh, that's the easy thing the newer regime will do, right? Is now the perfect time to sign him to a long-term extension because you can get him really <laughs> <No>. cheap. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, I guess. <laughs> sign him today. Does Baker get a pass at all? For the fact that uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones wasn't playing today. Kareem Hunt is still out. You know, Landry doesn't look right either. He has not looked like himself the entire season. They had a practice squad guy starting at wide receiver. And he's all banged up. Like, don't we have to take all of that into account? You know, I agree. Baker missed some open receivers today. But it seemed like there are a lot of times that there weren't guys open too. And you start to think about like, well, who's he throwing to? You know, there just aren't enough weapons out there right now. I mean, Chubb was obviously awesome, but don't we have to give him a break by looking at like the totality of the circumstances for where this offense is right now? No, we don't. We don't have to give him a break. He's an NFL quarterback and it's time to play ball. I mean, I get it that there are there are guys out and I definitely agree with you that there were certain passes there where you're like, what, what is he seeing? Because I mean, the guy's all over. The wide receiver that doesn't mean he's gotta throw it to open. somebody though you know i he's agree gotta, you know that's but, what i'm saying is like it's tough without those weapons around is all i'm saying i still think he was staring some guys down i mean the one throw on the sideline to higgins i mean the guy was draped all over him i also think the refs missed a, a couple interference calls but you know the tight ends were getting open and I think we could have used them more today. I still think that he just he's just missing on way too many passes where guys are just by themselves. So, it, yeah, I'll give him a little bit of a pass just because Donovan Peoples-Jones was out. He's got to work with, you know, what he's got out there. A lot of teams are dealing with injuries. Yeah, Colt McCoy did just fine today, right? And I think we should trade for him right now. You should trade for him right now. <laughs> Wish we had that guy two years ago. For Baker. For Baker. <laughs> Straight up. Chucky, what do you think? Am I, am I being too easy on Baker or is Tommy being too hard on him? I think it's a mix of both. Fence sitting flat tracker. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, I'm not going to sit on. Uh, I think he deserves a lot more runway than our group of friends is giving him. The media is giving him both locally and nationally and the entire fan base. He is beat to shit, man. And I'm sure Phil could probably talk about it better than I can. I, I don't know what it's like to try to throw off two bum knees and a bad foot and a bad shoulder. That's not your throwing shoulder. And like you're saying, you have a practice squad guy there. Questionable offensive play and calling for most of the year. They've looked like a well-oiled machine in all of what two games, but I said this, I think, in the prediction show. When it all goes bad, there's going to be nobody left to blame but Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Yep. And that's exactly what's happening here. We have very short memories as Browns fans for people who have toiled in such mediocrity for so fucking long that a dude took you to the playoffs last year. He's that same guy. He's just beat up. And I don't know if he turns into an elite quarterback. And everybody wants an elite quarterback. So somebody tell me, who the f*** the Browns have ever had who's been an elite quarterback? And don't say Bernie Kosar, Tommy Icebanberg, because he wasn't. He wasn't a top three, top five Brian, Brian Sipe won the MVP. Okay. How long ago was that? Did we see any of those games live? <laughs> I mean, I might have if my dad right? cared enough to sit me in front <laughs> so, of the TV when I was two. <laughs> so I'm, I'm under the impression. you know, did like, you not, if, Did you not watch when Charlie Fry was here? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. uh, we, can, we can have a laundry list of two dozen quarterbacks who – at one point, uh, I think the fan base gave a longer rope than they're giving Baker Mayfield right here, right now. I'll say it again. Expectations in this town, in Cleveland, especially with the Browns, are a really funny thing. I don't know what the end result is here. I'm not saying you sign him to a massive contract. You let him play out next year and you, and you see how it goes if he's healthy. Because if anybody thinks Russell Wilson is walking through the door in Cleveland, right. stop it. If you think Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, stop it times two. None of those guys are coming here. I want him to succeed more than I think anybody in our group. He's a Cleveland dude. He feels like a Cleveland dude. And what happens with Cleveland dudes? We all fucking turn on them at some point. And I think we're starting to witness that <laughs> we're starting to witness that he's not getting enough. I, I don't know. I could talk about this for much longer, but I just can't see how you put everything on top of him for what's happened this year. You just can't do it. And, and even with his shitty play, I could probably point to his injury. And I assume Phil would say somewhat 
of the same thing. And maybe I'm, I'm giving him uh, too much credit, not Phil Baker for the injuries, but <laughs> I just think man, it's, it's yeah, uh, Denko is so you know. overrated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, hurt. I, yeah. Right. I, I just think he he's caught a lot of shit and it's funny watching the last three weeks, just how much more he's catching from a local to regional to national level when it comes to uh sport talkers well that uh that's hard to follow up that was excellent, Chuck. I, no 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 don't apologize i'll take it a little bit further and, and say yeah we should give him a pass the, the dude is just beat up now that said he's clearly showing the team during the week in practice the coaches have decided that we have a better chance to win the next football game sure. with a beat up baker mayfield than a healthy case keenum for whatever reason they're they're seeing that in practice all week long so I do think we give him a bit of a pass. I don't necessarily think that it's it's that big a deal. I know we're in Cleveland and we want our franchise quarterback and we we haven't had one. Uh, whether he was elite or not, we haven't had a franchise quarterback since Bernie Kosar. We want our next franchise quarterback that we can say, all right, here's our starter for five or six or seven years at least. You know what? We're going to find out. He, he's hurt and he's not going to be healed this year. We have him for next year. He'll be the starter next year. So we'll see what he gets out of this year. And then next year, if he's healthy and he plays the same way he's playing now, then, all right, you got an answer. It's not the answer we were hoping for, but you got an answer, right? And then you you ne- you take the next step. So I think right now you give him a pass. You know, we'll see. There's six games left. Three weeks ago against the Bengals, uh, he looked like he could throw that offense against anyone out there, you know? Uh, yeah. So we'll see. We'll yep. see what happens. Do you think his arc here is kind of following along the same lines of Jameis Winston and Mariota and the dude in Tennessee right now where you think it's the guy and then those teams decide they're just not and and some of them have have had limited success with where they're at now uh, not Mariota so much because he's a backup but the dude in Tennessee why can't I think of Tannehill thank you yeah. Tannehill uh, he has uh, and Winston looked really good early on this year before the injury to me that's the only baseline for comparison here it's 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 the same situation where these these teams knew they would have to invest an ungodly amount of money in somebody who might not be the guy and I assume that's where this franchise is right now I think you're right and I think in today's NFL you draft a quarterback number one and you move on from them if you feel like that's the right move just like the guys you mentioned Chuck and to the Browns what lines up to their benefit right now is they don't have to make that decision until after next year I don't know that I think he has what it takes to be an elite NFL quarterback I still believe that he's better than the Winstons and the Mariotas and like the Sam Darnolds of the world. I think he's a better player than that. And so I, I would expect more from him where it's going to come down to crunch time. And in like two years when they've got to sign him to a real deal and do you sign him to elite quarterback type of money or do you let him go? And then you're thrown back into free agency or the draft or something like that to find a replacement, because I don't think you pay him Russell Wilson type money. For, for the way that he plays right now. But the thing is, is you're kind of stuck because you don't have any other, you don't have any other options. I'm glad they don't have to make that decision for a couple of years because that might end up being a tough one. I think we also forget that. I mean, we had autogram and that wasn't that long ago. So <laughs> um, he did make an appearance in today's game. As they yeah, were he did. Flashback. All the yeah. Browns greats. It's like black and white. Video yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. James, yeah. James Brown too. Yeah. Did James Brown. Catch that. I that, did catch that. Yeah. When, uh, and, yeah. When Gus said uh, that. <laughs> I thought it was awesome. Mr. J- Gus called him James Brown. Hey, man, he's the, oh, he's the hardest hilarious. working man in showbiz. What are you <laughs> talking right. about? Brown's legend, James Brown. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Oh, he's like more formal. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I don't even think of it that way. But you know, it threw everybody. They were thinking of the, you know, James Brown and like, he was from Cleveland. So anybody got any thoughts on the defense that the Browns ruled out? on the field today against the Lions. I mean, uh, yeah, held a real crappy team with a guy who, I don't know how that dude's in the NFL. Did anybody see his stat line? They put it up real quick from like his college (laughs) career where he's like four and 37. Yeah. How is that guy a backup anywhere except like on a Turkey Bowl team (laughs) this coming week? They kept saying Uh, he has a really good arm. That's all I kept hearing about him. You really like to see him throw a ball down the field. Okay. Go in the punt, Uh, pass, and kick competition hey they played well enough to win was was i yep. impressed with a whole lot of anything not really you knew that dude wasn't gonna throw so why not stack the box every play and just take away their best playmaker and swift and and i mean i guess essentially they did except for one big run he one had, big play right i didn't see a whole lot of pressure on a uh non-starting quarterback at all good enough to win but i, I didn't think it was this excellent thing i mean it'll look good at the end of the day because they held a team to 10 points or whatever it was but i yeah. thought it would have been like lights out today super aggressive <laughs> yeah and, and again it was yeah. not i was hoping for a super aggressive approach just to get like some 
confidence and, you know, some swagger back kind of thing, but uh, I understand what they did. I mean, they basically rolled out there with the most basic vanilla defense. They didn't have a blitz package at all, which is fine because we held this guy to 77 yards of passing. Like you don't, you don't have to sacrifice one of the guys that should be out there covering uh, on any blitz play. But I was a little frustrated that our, our defensive line couldn't get pressure, not because he's a rookie quarterback, uh, but they have a two rookie offensive linemen too. And I was thinking, all right, I know they're good, but we got to be able to get some pressure on this guy with our front yeah. four. And, and we really didn't miles Garrett put some pressure on him a couple times. Uh, and I will say this, like, I know there wasn't a, a lot of stat stacking, so to speak with sacks and tackles today, but they got off the field on third down a ton today. The defense did. So yeah, that, that was, was good to see. And, yeah. and that's where I saw like Garrett had some pressure on the quarterback. It wasn't a sack, but you're, you're forcing a terrible throw from a terrible quarterback. Okay. And then they punt the ball. So that's what we needed a little bit too, but I, I would have liked a little bit more dominant defensive approach, kind of like what we saw in that Chicago Bears game. Tommy? Yeah, I would agree. Um, and the point that um, we did get off the field on third down, which a lot of weeks is very frustrating because we can't do it. I think our linebackers actually played pretty well today. Again, against a crappy team and, and everything, but still, I mean, they came up and made plays. Malcolm Smith had the, the interception. He also had that nice play on third down. Um, nice tackle on third down to get off the field. You know, the linebackers were solid and they were stuffing the run for the most part. I mean, they gave up that 57 yarder. Obviously that wasn't good, but for the most part, you take away that, you know, that one big play. I mean, they were, they were solid enough against the run. Um, but again, a team that, you know, is going to run, I, I would hope you would be, it, it was just an ugly game overall. So it's just hard to really look at it yeah. and yeah. get a whole lot of positivity out of it. But, uh, you know, at least they played well enough to, to win. With that thought in mind, uh, let's just do one game ball. Offense, defense, special teams, coaching staff, front office, fans. <laughs> Phil, go ahead. Game ball. One game ball. Well, I'll, I'll leave the most obvious choice for you guys. I'm going to give my game ball today to uh, Billy Bosa, Porter Gustin, uh, for those who actually are paying attention to what his real name is. Because welcome back up to the club, buddy. Uh, Billy's well, on. I didn't on, even on notice team. that. <laughs> yeah, he's on the team. And, on and he made a third play today. and third and one. He dropped the running back for a three-yard loss to mm -hmm. get that team off the field. So it was Billy Bosa. All right, game Billy ball Bosa, welcome. I just don't back. like that he's wearing ninety-four. <laughs> Go back to ninety-seven. Tom, game ball. Um, I'm going to give it to uh, Lavar Arrington. I thought he did a great job. Um, <laughs> I loved today. Him. Um, I did too. <laughs> actually, my game ball is going to the uh, the offensive line. I thought the offensive line actually did a very nice job. Yeah. And I would actually give a specific one to Wyatt Teller because he was pulling on a lot of those sweet plays and he was destroying people. That it was block great was to watch. One block yeah. was fantastic. Yeah, he had a few line. of them too, and it was great. I also like the way he called the first down on that last Chubb run where Chubb <laughs> got that first down and Wyatt Teller's helping them call the first down, which I thought was fun. The whole uh, offensive line I thought was solid. Because they were running a lot of those sweeps, and I mean, they were blowing guys up. It was great. I'm actually going to give a game ball to the Detroit Lions defense because if they wouldn't have taken that many penalties on third downs, we <laughs> yeah. probably are losing that football game today. <laughs> I'm going to go with my game ball to uh, Wyatt Teller for the opposite reasons that Tommy wanted to give it to him. I felt that dude committed so many penalties today. I think he got called for holding twice. So I'm going with Wyatt Teller. Dude does not care about your rules. He's just getting a job done. Oh, he had a block in the back, too. That's what he did. <laughs> <laughs> right, someone's got to give a game ball to Nick. Yeah, also, right. Nick, Nick dude rushed for 130 game. yards Nick and Chubb, basically Nick iced was the game awesome. for us. Yeah. The, the best play calling we have seen from the Browns all year was the final drive because they didn't throw it once. They just handed yeah. it off every single time. Did best exactly the what game, they needed right? to do. Yeah, yeah. it was awesome. Next week, Browns travel to Baltimore for a Sunday night game against the Ravens. It would make no sense if they played somebody else. Uh, we all picked the Browns. <laughs> we all picked the Browns to lose this game. Does anybody want to change their pick and say that the Browns are going to win next Sunday night in Baltimore? No. 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 Well, and I think they should actually sit Baker and let him rest through the bye week. That's not a bad idea, but I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna do that. Let's move on to our sip of wine and gold. This week, this was like sampling a bottle of exotic fruit white Zinfandel by Arbor Mist. It was terrible. Three tough losses to good way, way teams. Way to lose that sponsor. <laughs> Three tough losses to good teams for a Cavs team that was facing injury issues going into the week, and they only got worse. Jared Allen didn't play at all last week because of an illness that wasn't COVID. Uh, Evan Mobley is out with a sprained elbow, and that wasn't even the worst of it. Scale of one to five, five being an uppercut, one being a playful slap. 
How bad a nut punch was it to learn Colin Sexton will be out for the entire season? Uh, that was a five. That was an uppercut to the nuts because that's a lot of points that they've got to, to find for the rest of the season. We got to get our seven footers back. That'll help. But losing Colin's scoring ability is going to hurt for a while. If the season ended today, the Cavs would be in the playoff play-in tournament. Without Sexton, is that team going to make it that far? Let's see. I mean, it's definitely going to be tougher, but, I, you know, our guard play has actually been pretty solid even without him in there. Garland's been playing really well. Um, Rubio obviously has stepped up, which has been a nice surprise. But, I, you know, I think I saw that... I don't even know how you Markinen is that how you pronounce it or Markinen? I don't know how you pronounce it. Yeah. Um, he's back. Uh, they think he'll be back tomorrow and Jared Allen will be back tomorrow. That's huge. So that's, that's, great, that's huge yeah. to get them back. Obviously Mobley is a, is a huge loss, uh, but at least it's not for the season or anything. It's uh, what, two to four weeks or whatever it was. I don't know. I, I think they might still be able to put something together. I, I, again, that is a lot of points to have to make up and I don't know exactly where they're going to come from. Garland has been scoring more points than he was initially. So that's some of it. Maybe Kevin Love decides to be a decent player and score some points. I don't well, know. Well, it's got to be Okoro, right? Well, isn't yeah. that where the, and he had a pretty solid game the other night too. I mean, but it was, you know, I, I can't remember if he had like 12, like 14 or 15 points, but so some of that, yeah, he's definitely got to make up for some of that as well. You know, I mean, it's obviously it's tough to lose Sexton, but I think at least, you know, with our size and everything, I think we can, you know, at least stay competitive. So, Chucky, how do you think they make up for Sexton being gone for the entire season? Uh, hopefully no, no one else has a serious injury that lasts beyond two to three weeks. Team's not super deep. They've been probably the most pleasant surprise in the NBA, uh, and especially for our group of friends that they're good, that they're good so early this year. But I, I don't know. I think if they're if they're competitive and, and they're in a uh, playoff position, maybe they make some sort of move for for somebody who's sitting on a bench somewhere or not getting minutes. Who's a guard who could who can fill in. I don't know if Kevin Durant. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, if, if, then if, we can get Durant and Harden and not give up that much. <laughs> I'm pretty sure is, we can get Kyrie Le, Irving. Is LeBron Kyrie, available? That's available. true. Yeah, that's a great name Kyrie. nobody's yeah. talking about right now. Right. I'm, all, I'm along for the ride this season since I am the Pods Cavs correspondent yeah. either way. Yeah. I think they'll do just fine, but you, 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 everybody's kind of said what it is. You're going to miss a lot of points. You're also missing a, a pretty good guard and a, a guy who can create his own shots. Not that Ricky Rubio is doing bad. He's actually outperforming anybody's expectations on this planet, probably other than Ricky Rubio. So um, I, I think at some point, if they're in it, they're, they're going to make some sort of move. You're packaging up maybe second rounders for a guy who will get some serious minutes on this team down the stretch. I still think they're a playoff team, even without them, just because in the East, there are not that many great teams. I don't think Okoro is going to be able to fill in the no. scoring. That guy just no, doesn't seem to be yeah. much of an offensive guy. He's a defense yeah, rebounding guy, and that's great to have, but not a guy who's going to score points for them. So it's it's going to have to come from somewhere. But I'll tell you what, they played tough every single game last week, missing four starters and playing a defense designed to have two seven footers on the floor with no seven footers on the floor. <laughs> they still found a way to you know, like keep those games close for the most part until the end and against some good teams. So even though it was a terrible week, it was good and terrible, I guess. All right. Next week, Nets, Suns, and Magic all come to Cleveland during the week. Cavs are still going to be somewhat shorthanded, but at least they're getting some of their guys back. So are they getting one win or can they even get one non-loss? Out of this week. <laughs> Are there ties in the end? Yeah. I don't yeah. think there's ties. No, <laughs> like the, being the Browns didn't straight. The Browns didn't lose today. Uh, <laughs> um, so can the Cavs not lose a game next week? Yeah, I think they're gonna win a game and probably against the Orlando Magic. Tom? Who all are they playing again? It's Orlando and who? <laughs> Nets, Suns, and Magic. Suns. Ooh. Two yeah. really good teams. I, I think I, I think we beat the Suns by double digits. <laughs> no, I, 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 no, I don't. I don't believe that. Um, I don't Warming up for your team. Ohio State prediction. For <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, Ohio State wins by seventy. I think maybe Orlando might be our our best shot at a win there. I think everybody's uh, pretty much right on there. The Suns. I don't know if I didn't see if they played yesterday or not, but weren't they like double digit wins in a row? Uh, they're yeah. pretty hot yeah, right now. They're pretty awesome. Yeah. The Nets are pretty good. And I think Orlando might only have one seven-footer, so I know we'll beat them in height. So <laughs> that is our best bet to win is against Orlando this week. I hope so. I think that is their only shot. Those other teams are good, and they're playing well, and we're shorthanded, and that sucks. Still having a lot of fun watching the Cavs. Looking forward to the week. But with that, fellas, we'll take our first break. We'll come back. We'll head out on the road. 
This week's episode of Unprofessional and Unprepared is brought to you by Soup. Warm, delicious, and perfect on a cold day or evening. Soup is the soft, wet meal in a bowl that says you are either a small child or moving past the center line of middle age. Like warm tea, but with chunks. Soup is that easy-to-digest and hydrating meal that you probably never thought about eating in your 20s and 30s, but sounds like a great treat as 40 starts to enter the rear-view mirror. Is it Friday night? Great! Grab your sweats, a knit blanket, and turn on your favorite sitcom about being a parent. But don't forget your soup. Welcome back to our second segment, fellas. We'll head out on the road. We are not going to travel very far. Just a short trip to Columbus where the Buckeyes have given us an early 50th episode present with a statement thumping of MSU. Was it a good strategy for Coach Day to have the defense play like garbage for the first 10 games before bringing it out this weekend? It was a great strategy. Now now nobody knows what to think of us. They definitely loaded the box on the run, and uh, you know Walker was definitely who we were concerned about, and, and we were not concerned about their quarterback. Their quarterback, although... Everyone wanted to try to hype him up, you know, say that he was pretty good. He, he, he was not. We were definitely forcing him to throw, and it, it, it wasn't working out for them. So, you know, you loaded the box, take away the run, and then the fact is, is they could barely get on the field because our offense was just owning possession of the ball and uh, looked – that was a fun game to watch. Yeah, it's tough to establish the run when you're down 35 in the first quarter. Right. And that's, that's not something that works out very well for, for most offenses. Phil, describe Ohio State's offense in one word. Explosivo. <laughs> Chucky, how about you? One word for the Ohio State offense this weekend. What did Phil say in Spanish? I don't. I only took Spanish once. Explosivo. Explosive. We believe it's a, so. It's pretty good. It means I love you. I got to Google it. <laughs> it does. One word this week. Exciting. Tommy, how about you? One word for the OSU offense. Uh, arousing. <laughs> of course it was for you, Tommy. So was this the statement game that Ohio State needed to make so that everybody will forget that Oregon lost at the beginning of the year? Yes, I've already forgotten it. And I've actually forgotten <laughs> how bad the Buckeyes looked only like two or three games ago. Right? Like It's like, oh my God, coming into yesterday's game, I thought the biggest challenge we were going to get from the state up north was Michigan State, even though it was in Columbus. And that didn't happen. That game was ridiculous. So that was a huge statement. Chucky, what do you think? The same thing Phil said. I thought Michigan State would be a tougher test than what's happening this coming week. If you didn't forget about it, Oregon lost, right? Didn't they get pretty yeah. much handled by Utah last yeah. night? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So best thing I could say is that it sounds like this team's peaking at exactly the right time uh, on both sides of the ball. And you hope they go to your state, your home staker uh, now and just do the same and leave no doubts. Right. Because I think they they moved up today. Right. I think they're two in the AP in poll the AP, there yeah. Two now. Yeah. Well, you yeah. know, I go by the AP poll. Yeah, of course. <laughs> we all know you're an AP guy. I am. <laughs> Tommy, what do you think? Did the Buckeyes answer any questions you had? going into this game about what kind of team they have this year uh well first of all i like that phil said the state up north and then proceeded to say the state but that's 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 fine good job anyways you tried i'll give you that <laughs> um what was the question no did they, did they show us something what was it what was it again did they answer any questions you may have had going into that game about the quality of this year's team everybody already knew the offense was explosive <laughs> maybe weren't expecting it to be that explosive against michigan state i mean that and that was just a a crazy performance and i mean they were just spreading around all over the place and really michigan state couldn't stay within 10 yards of any of the wide receivers so that was pretty crazy but i guess defensively they answered some questions as to whether they could step up and uh, take away a running game if needed you know whether the dbs could play some one-on-one -on -one, which they did denzel burke has been a not just because of his name no relation very good um actually i don't know for a fact that he's not a relation um i gotta look into that my family tree you know and they're starting to show i mean like you like you started this segment with you know <laughs> obviously the defense looked like crap for most of the season yeah um and so they're starting to show that they can play it'll be a, a big test this week obviously you know i i agree i i thought michigan state was going to be a, a bigger test but we also do have to go to the uh big house so on the road i, I don't think that's going to phase ohio state at all but you know it's still tough to to go on the road anytime and that place is going to be going pretty crazy. So um, it'll be a fun environment, I think. Ah, hell yeah, or all hell no. Is this Michigan State game that Ohio State just put together going to cause Coach Harbaugh to add some bourbon to his glasses of whole milk for the next week? Chuck? For as much as we all like bourbon, 
as much as we all don't like Jim Harbaugh or is it what Harbaugh it is, whichever brother it is, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say, ah, oh, hell nah, because he cannot fit in this circle of friends. And it's only because of the bourbon thing. Maybe if you said vodka, I say, oh, hey, yeah. <laughs> if you said, uh, if you said any sort of gosh, I don't like any rye. So I'd say, oh, hell yeah. But you, you took bourbon from me. I can't have that. I can't let him enjoy the sweet nectar that I so desire every Sunday night. Well, mostly I'm just getting to the point that he should be scared to death, but <laughs> yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah. yes. Or oh, hell no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hell yeah. He should be scared. All right. Now I'm confused, but I'm going to say all oh, hell. Yeah. He should add some alcohol to his whole milk. Bourbon would be a bad choice. <laughs> that sounds a good choice. Disgusting. <laughs> well, you know, a little vodka, Kahlua, and some whole milk makes you a, yeah. a Caucasian, delicious. and that's delicious. Yeah. Um, yeah. The white Russian, Tommy, I know you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I do. It's all I drink. Um, but yeah, I think uh, Jim Harbaugh, they were kicking the crap out of whoever they played this weekend, too, at halftime. Maryland. Which I thought was, which yeah. I thought was funny because, I, you know, you look up at halftime and the Buckeyes were beating a real team. More yeah yeah no disrespect Marilyn. tommy yeah oh yeah all hell no i'm gonna go all hell yeah except i don't even think it's it's, it's about the bourbon i think he's definitely buying some extra khakis at walmart this week because he's gonna be shitting his pants like crazy so <laughs> get the dark brown better, ones <laughs> better stock up i'm not even gonna ask you guys who you think is gonna win the game because i think i know <laughs> the answer uh but since jim harbaugh took over as the coach of michigan the average margin of victory that the Buckeyes have had in the game is 19. Are we over or under that average margin of victory at the end of the game? I'm going to say under. I think they win by two touchdowns. I'm going to say under as well, only because I, I, I don't even know what the real line is. is seven, and a, seven and a half. Yeah. Jeez, it's not oh that man. much. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I, You're the yeah, gambling under, guy. You're supposed to know these things. I know. If I would have knew it was seven and a half, I probably would have bet a bunch of money uh, on the Buckeyes because that line's still I moving. I think there's probably. still time. Is it still? You're for like six what? days. <laughs> <laughs> that line's going to move. How are you uh, a gambling guy? No, not a good one. I would assume that line would move, but I think it's under 19. It's the game. I don't know if any of you knew that today watching yes. the Browns game that during all those promos. <laughs> yeah. It's the game. I believe it's that promo. Game. Definitely yeah, so I think it's, it's going to be a little closer. I don't think they win by two touchdowns like Tommy said, uh, but I think they win maybe by nine. Just to keep things in balance, I'm going to say that the Buckeyes win by more than 19. So they go over. I think the Buckeyes are going to trot out no less than three NFL starting wide receivers, basically an entire NFL starting offensive line and a really young quarterback that is really starting to come into his own and getting this ball exactly where it needs to be to these stud wide receivers. So watching the Buckeyes, it's it's that team that they can drag the game out and run and run and run and take the clock away and they can score in one play. You know, they're so explosivo, as I had mentioned earlier, <laughs> that I think they're going to they're going to go up by three scores before Harbaugh even knows what's happening. I know nothing about Michigan's defense. Oh, I don't care <laughs> <laughs> where those uh, pants are going to come in handy. I'm going to go over the 19. Uh, I have the Buckeyes winning this game 78 to one. They actually score 79, but they give one to Michigan just because they yeah. feel bad. We let them oh. kick an extra point. <laughs> Uh, you know, the funny thing is, is that uh, we all thought Michigan State was going to be the biggest test of the two games. Uh, what if we're still right? Like, being you know, right. The, the, they, they could, <laughs> they could, they will absolutely. And they win by that. 70. Let's be right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's the thing is like, I, I still think Michigan State was a better team coming into this game. It's just that the Buckeyes were just unstoppable. Who's to say that won't happen again next week? So I, I think the Buckeyes will certainly win. And with that, just for fun, we'll say it's over 19. <laughs> Looking at the rest of the playoffs, does Oregon losing this weekend get Cincinnati into the top four? Who's five then right now? I have no idea. Cincinnati. So, I think. Okay, Cincinnati so if, is if they five, move to yeah. four, who would be five? I should have. Oh, after the fact. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, or Michigan or Notre Dame would be five, I think. I'm going to say yes. It should have Cincinnati there. They're still undefeated, right? And you can't blame who you're playing, I guess, much like Oregon couldn't until they lost last night. Yeah. Cincinnati, if they run the table, should be at number four. I don't want a one loss Notre Dame team in there or a two who loss, loss to Cincinnati. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Thanks, Tommy. Yeah, I think UC should, this is their chance to to jump up into the top four. Um, the committee set it up this way. Basically, they left them just out of it and let the top four 
lose some games if they if they were going to do that. So UC keeps winning. I think they move into the top four. If they end up undefeated, do they stay there? I would think so. I don't know. It's going to be it's going to be weird when the the Georgia Alabama game is going to be a strange kind of mix up in this whole playoff picture as well once that happens. If UC wins out, do you even drop if they, a two loss Alabama out? You should. But do yeah, you drop a two loss Georgia Alabama, Alabama got to face each other, right? Right, so, right. In, the, in the championship game. So yeah. Right, but that but Cincinnati's staying in. If, even if Alabama stays with two losses, I would think. What do you think, Tom? The one thing that's going to really mess things up is if Alabama somehow beats Georgia in that championship game because they'll both be in then. Mm-hmm. They're not going to drop Georgia. At no. this point, they've been the one dominant team yep. all year long. And so if they lose, they'll move to like two. <laughs> and that's the, you know, because yeah. that's what the committee will do. They'll leave them in. So Cincinnati obviously is hoping actually that Georgia wins that game. That should knock Alabama out because they haven't even been that impressive anyways. They lost their one game to an unranked ranked Texas A&M, and then they've had some close calls uh, against an LSU team that wasn't ranked. I don't know, some other crappy teams, but they haven't really dominated. So it's just, I think at that point, it's just, you know, they're trying to keep Alabama in as, as best they can. I think Georgia will beat them in the in the championship game and they, they got to get them out of there. And Cincinnati definitely, I, I get it. Their schedule is weak. They had some weeks where they struggled with teams that were well below 500. So that didn't help their resume. But I think at some point you got to let one of these non-Power 5 schools in if they run the table. And Cincinnati's look pretty good, and they and they did beat Notre Dame, so at least they yeah. have a quality one on their schedule. And that's what I'm saying. If Cincinnati wins out, they're in. If Alabama loses to Georgia, Alabama leaves, and then somebody like Notre Dame comes in, it doesn't knock Cincinnati out, right? That well, I mean, they won sense. the head to head, so they can't. Notre Dame can't, should never knock Cincinnati out. Well, but it would be if head. if Alabama loses, then it's Georgia, right. Ohio State, Cincinnati, and fill in the blank. Right. Oh, that's, okay. Those, yes, those are the teams fill in with another one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so that's where you add gotcha. in Notre Dame or something like that. And then Ohio State plays Cincinnati in the first round of the playoff. Yeah, <laughs> that would be just fine. Right. <laughs> Let's talk a little NFL real quick. This week's sign that we don't have any idea that we know anything about football. Pick one. Uh, Texans beat the Titans. The Colts thump the Bills. The Dallas Cowboys have the best offense in football. They only scored nine points against the Chiefs with one of the worst defenses. Which one proves we don't know anything? I'm going to go with the first one. Was it the Texans beating the Titans? Yeah. Um, Houston's just a bad football team. You know, potentially the worst football team in in the AFC. And Tennessee, we were just talking about how despite losing Henry, they were still really competing and and winning football games. And to get, I I don't know anything about the NFL, apparently. Chuck, I think it's the who the Bills lose to today. Colts, Colts, the Colts. The Colts are playing really well, and their running back might be an MVP candidate. Yeah, but... He had like five touchdowns. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. So God, did, who has them on their worst? Uh, Burke does. Oh, yeah. Congrats, God, Tommy. Five <laughs> you. Uh, uh, give me fifty-eight point um, points today. Just my not, game balls going. Yeah, not that they're a bad. <laughs> the Colts slices. are not a bad team. The Colts might make a playoff run here, but I'm going to say that because we thought the Bills were such a good team just four weeks ago. And you um, told me last week not to give up on them. Yeah, just last I was, week. I, I, maybe I was wrong. Josh Allen had a terrible stat line today. Prescott had a terrible stat. All these like top tier elite quarterbacks playing somewhat okay or shitty teams look just like shit today. Kind of like uh, our quarterback today. Um, yeah. But anyway, I think it's the Bills because honestly, I really thought I was on their bandwagon with you, man. I think they they were the best team in football a few weeks ago. It sounds like mm, maybe they peaked too early. Yeah, could be. Tommy, what do you think? I'm on the same page as Chuck. I, I can't believe what Indy did to Buffalo's defense today. I mean, that was crazy. Josh Allen is very good, but they're definitely known for their defense, and their defense just got absolutely worked today, which is was pretty crazy. And so um, the NFL never really makes any sense to me. Every week you can look at the, the scores and be like, how the hell did that happen? That one definitely shocked the heck out of me today. I'm going with Dallas. This offense scored nine points. They lost to the Chiefs, who two weeks ago we thought they were done, and now they're in first place. And I think they have a, a one-game lead now over the right. over the Raiders. But, but CeeDee um, Lamb got knocked out of that game with a concussion. And Cooper has COVID. And Cooper so, had COVID. Yeah, so, I mean, they're oh, okay, down, right. guys, yeah. too. But, so. uh, but CeeDee Lamb played the whole first half. So, I mean, it, yeah. it was – he was there playing. Yeah, but he they was still weren't doing everything points. in the second half, and then he got concussed. <laughs> <laughs> that Chiefs D is tightening up, man. Maybe well, last couple maybe weeks, Super Bowl last couple yeah. weeks yeah. might be all right. Oh, man. Yeah. All right, fellas, why don't we close it up there? We'll take our final break. Head off the field. Unprofessional and unprepared is brought to you by Blame Branch. 
Ancestry.com's latest advance in family research. Ancestry.com has been helping people find their ancestors and trace their family lineage for more than 20 years. Now, the company that helped you find all those ancestors is ready to help you blame those ancestors. Is your height something south of average? Losing your hair? Small hands? With Blame Branch, you can now utilize the power of Ancestry.com to identify the fop doodle in your family tree who passed these unfortunate genes on to you. Never been good at sports? Are you a mouth breather? Your ears are so big you can hear the sun come up in the morning? Don't you think it's time to find out if your great Aunt Mavis is the asshole responsible? Maybe you're 44. Just found out that despite 25 years of consistent exercise and healthy habits, you have high blood pressure and elevated cholesterol. That is 100% not your fault, and you deserve to know which slap ass in your genealogy is responsible. Just send a quick swab of the roof of your mouth to Blame Branch, and we will help you decide if the next time you see Great Grandpa, he deserves a hug or a punch in the stomach. Blame Branch. They may be family, but it doesn't mean it's not their fault. Welcome back, fellas, to our final segment. We'll head off the field in this our 50th episode. We have been doing this show so long that when it started, there was a baseball team in Cleveland named the Indians. <laughs> I thought that was great. Let's, <laughs> let's talk about a bunch of stuff all around the number 50. I've made a list for you. Who is the best player in the history of all Cleveland sports to wear the number 50? Don't get excited. I did not find very many good players. For the Guardians, best players that wore the number 50, Julian Tavares or Jensen Lewis. For the Browns, Tom Cousineau was an inside linebacker from 1982 to 1985. The Cavs were especially tough. First option is Gentle Ben Poquette. He played center from 1983 to 1987. He averaged about six points a game. Really? I, don't know, I, don't know if, I don't know if Gentle Ben <laughs> is the nickname you want for your center. No. Uh, the other option is Steve Patterson, who is also a center from 72 to 76. He scored three points a game. Finally, nobody on the Cleveland force ever wore number 50, but Billy Joe Esposito wore 39. That was the highest number I could find. <laughs> So, Chuck, who's the best player in the history of Cleveland sports to wear the number 50 Jeez. or something close to it? Oh my God, I think it's a toss-up between Julian Tavares, what might have been, if you would have said, who's the ugliest player in the history of Cleveland <laughs> yes. sports to wear wow, 50, man, I would say no. him. Uh, only because I think I met him at, like, some rec field, and he was a really nice guy when I was younger. But it's probably Kuznow, uh, I would assume. He was a starter uh, in the glory days of the Browns, and guys in our demo know who he is, so <laughs> definitely going to say him. Tommy, do you uh, mean to run through any of the options? Yeah, what was that? force guy again i'm gonna go with that 39 guy that <laughs> Esposito. was really joe so, something yeah, yeah. in chuck i i think we were at the same thing i think it might have even been in soul and it wasn't shows up. you're absolutely right Tavares yeah. shows up he's got the music on like 300 in his car <laughs> yes. and uh like his girlfriend was playing softball or something i don't even know and he shows up oh my god the music was playing it was great and i tell you he's not better looking in person <laughs> If so, they ever uh, like do a grease remake, he could be that bad guy from the first one. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. But he was, you know, he was a solid pitcher. So, he was a good pitcher for that. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was he was really good. Phil, how about you? Best player in the history of Cleveland sports to wear number 50. There's a soft spot in my heart for Julian Tavares. Yes. <laughs> um when he Americanized his name and said, yeah, call right. me he said, Julian. Call me Julian. <laughs> yeah. Like like King Julian. I, I love him for his BW3's commercial alone. And he did give us some good innings. Like the BW3's commercial, though, as far as I'm concerned, locally anyway, it's is classic. But the best actual player to wear number 50 is Tom Cousineau. He actually came out of college as a highly rated linebacker. Didn't really live up to it in the NFL, but started for the Browns for at least four or five years in an era where defense was king as well. So I'll give it to Tom Cousineau, but, you know, my buddy Julian and his wing sauce on his fingers. I like that. <laughs> I'm going with Jensen Lewis because over the summer, somebody told me that he is like the perfect combination of Denko and Burke. And I can't <laughs> unsee it. <laughs> it's perfect. Oh, 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 let's dive into this. What yeah, part, part of Jensen Lewis is me? <laughs> I think right. that he's Probably the jacked he's, part. He's yeah. He's like jacked, but he's bald, but then he's yeah, got like Tommy's I, face. I thought the bald part really. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think it was actually Miles Miller who came up with that. I think they said that over the summer. That's pretty funny. Hey, can you name the 
Browns player who is ranked 50th on their all-time passing list? <laughs> My God. Dennis Northcutt. Or is it a quarterback? I'm sorry. The quarterback. Is a quarterback? Yeah. 50th. Well, we've had, we've had about 40 of them in the last 20 True. years, so we, it's got to be someone in there. Kevin Johnson. He threw some passes. Nope. Phil? 50th. Remember 50th. he had a quarterback a game? Because we yeah, were. He did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Church. <laughs> so did Dennis Northcutt, to Chuck's point. I think they both had a quarterback mm-hmm. a game. Yeah. I'm going to say the 50th on that list is Brady Quinn. Nope. Chuck? Phil Cox. Todd Phil Cox. Good call. Who was Brady the Quinn had way too many yards. Who was the, way the left-handed yards. guy? That can't be right. It can't be. No, it's <laughs> that no Brady one has ever too many yards. <laughs> no. It's <laughs> no. never been for this, said before. For this particular question. Was there a left-handed true. quarterback at, like in the 80s for a season or two? His last name McDonald? Yeah, Paul McDonald. Paul McDonald. McDonald. Number 16 in your program. Yeah, I think he was lefty, but Paul McDonald. Mike Pagel was a lefty. Yeah, he He played some games. So it's not positive. Pagel was. Dude, I'm telling you, Pagel was righty. All right, well, it's not. It's not. The question (laughs) isn't about who had a right arm and who had a left arm. Is it Pagel or McDonald? Yeah. No. Okay. I think McDonald was right-handed, too. we get a second guess? Sure. Spurgeon win. Spurgeon. That would have been one of mine, too. Jeff Christensen. Who? Who was the quarterback for the Scab Browns during the 1987 oh, strike man. year? That was the guy and who's the 50th, 50th highest passer in 50th. Browns history. Yeah, sounds about yeah. right. All right. Well, since we're off the field, let's talk. <laughs> let's talk some movies. I found during my research this week that there are a lot of different opinions on the 50th best movie of all time. So let's pick the best 50th best movie ever made. <laughs> Your first choice was the selection by Business Weekly magazine, Children of Paradise, which is a movie made in 1945 about a mime that falls in love with a street woman. Second choice, USA Today went with Raging Bull, came out in 1980. Next choice, the Euro trash at the American Film Institute went with Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, 1969. Next option from Jay's Classic Movie Blog.com, a website run by Jay Jacobson, award winning actor and singer songwriter. He selected Morocco from 1930, a magnificent exploration of passion featuring iconic gender fluidity. Last option, Rotten Tomatoes, their 50th best. Sorry, Chuck, is E.T. So, Tommy, what's the best 50th best movie ever made? Uh, First of all, I I remember where I was when every one of those came out. Um, (laughs) And those were big days for me. I'm easily going with E.T., I love ET. That that movie was huge for me when I was a kid, and so you didn't I'm, find I'm, it. I'm gonna go with amazingly frightening. <clears throat> I did not. That I recall. I, I don't. I don't think it frightened me too much. I think I was okay. I thought it was a, a very good movie. Phil, I know next to nothing about the mime and the street woman movie and the gender fluidity movie. So Morocco. we're gonna cross those right off. <laughs> yeah. Morocco. Um, yeah. Uh, so I have to decide between basically Raging Bull, E.T. Cassidy and the Sundance Butch Kid. Cassidy and the yep. Sundance Kid. All very good movies. I've seen all three of them. The best of those three, man, that's hard to say. I, I think the best movie start to finish of those three is E.T. Although I don't know. Like I liked E.T. growing up, but I was like, ah, ah. <laughs> you know, man, f- that alien. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Real. Right? Like, man, yeah. like, but uh, and I like all three of those movies. I'm not gonna lie. I do like all three of those movies for different reasons. I'll go with, I'll give it to E.T. though. Y- you know, I-, I feel like maybe that alien was, uh, he-, he just fell on some tough times and, and the human race helped him out. <laughs> yeah. Can't we? Because that, that's right, what so. we do. Chuck, what do you think? It's funny you should bring this up because this morning I come down the stairs holding Chip and Whitney's not here. My wife's not here. But the TV's on and I'm not paying attention. I'm holding Chip. I look up, ET's on, and it's the scene where they find his white, fragile body in a Whoa. creek bed. And I immediately turned the f around and walked out of the room. I <laughs> just left Chip him. there. Yes. <laughs> just be traumatized, movie. man. I You're on your own, buddy. <laughs> yeah. It's the scariest movie of all time. So if we're focusing on the, the two uh, that I've actually seen, uh, well, I've seen three, but I hate, I'll never see ET again. Uh, Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid's an excellent film. Raging Bull is an excellent film. I would probably put Butch Cassidy a little bit ahead of Raging Bull, only because it's mostly in color. So that's why I'm going with it. Where Raging Bull was in black and white. I'm going with Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid just because uh, I like westerns and it's a really good one. Let's talk about the show a little bit. Our show. Can anybody name for me the three off the field topics we discussed 
in the very first episode of Unprofessional and Unprepared. No. Chuck? No, I wasn't on. I was only a listener. <laughs> <laughs> Long time listener, first yeah. time caller. First time caller. Yeah. yeah. Phil? Off the field. We talked about uh, Divorce Guy Thanksgiving. Very good. We did. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We talked about off the field. And oh, it's not fair. One. He had to make that playlist. So he went, yeah, back I only listened that. to it one more time, <laughs> man, off the field in episode one. That's the only one that, that pops into my head right now. So we talked about divorce guy Thanksgiving because we were worried about you and your first Thanksgiving as a divorce guy. Talked it about glory. It was glorious by the way. Uh, Dave Chappelle. <laughs> that was when he got oh, that okay, deal yeah. with Netflix where they agreed to take the Chappelle show off of, netflix because he wasn't getting paid for it and the last thing was tom at the time we recorded the first episode of the show you were unemployed and so we were talking about your life goals and you came down to you wanted to get into tiktok so you could make the next generation dumber <laughs> that, was, that was your plan <laughs> how's that going i still want to do i still want to do that i just haven't gotten around it <laughs> it's only been a year don't worry about it yeah i'll get to it eventually all right this one is for this one's for Tommy and Chuck. Over under on how many times Denko has been on the show? Over. Yeah, <laughs> whatever it is, it's over. 41.5 is the over under. Over or under? Yeah, yeah over. I'm going over. No, this is no fun. 43. It was yes. over. No. <laughs> There's only been seven episodes Denko hasn't been on. And the last time he wasn't on an episode was episode 33, which came out on July 19th. That's dedication, Phil. I appreciate you showing up. Week in and week out. The hell happened that week? We were on a rotation for a while. We were on a rotation. Yeah, that's true. There was a rotation. Yeah. Yeah. It has actually been awesome. I'm having a great time. I have no plans on stopping, even though we have made no money. Uh, And this takes a ton of time to put together every week. But I enjoyed the first 50 episodes. I'm looking forward to the next 50. But let's talk worst fantasy league ever. Tommy, you're not mad. You're just disappointed. (laughs) My team's not exactly struggling this week. Uh, (laughs) No, no, uh, they're not. (laughs) Yeah. The only one I can maybe come up with here um, was Zeke. Uh, He had a rough day today, actually. Casey's defense really showed up. Yeah, he got like 12 points, uh, 12.8 points today. Yeah, they were struggling to get the... uh, the running game going, but of course, when most of the receivers are down hurt, they're going to focus on the run, but who cares? Uh, it's been going just fine. <laughs> Phil, you're not mad. You're just disappointed. I'm just disappointed in DK Metcalf because he had 31 yards of receiving today to net me seven points. I'm just mad at Burke because his running back has outpaced my entire team. If Leonard Fournette scores 101 points tomorrow night, <laughs> I can win this game. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. By the way, I still have Godwin going tomorrow too. <laughs> yeah. Well, first I have to kneecap that dude and then <laughs> Leonard Norfat, Nor- Fournette has to score 101 points. <laughs> Chucky, you're not mad. You're just disappointed. I'm mad and disappointed actually. And the <laughs> Buffalo Bills defense. It's rare. To see a negative come up in oh, yeah. Score, yeah. but uh they netted me an entire negative four points today, which I thought was a pretty good defense, uh, but apparently not. So not so both mad and disappointed there. I'm mad and disappointed at my whole team, except for my kicker. Get to him in a minute. Chuck, who gets your orange slices? Uh it's Joe Mixon uh putting together a stellar fantasy season for the Taylor Swifts, had almost 30 points today. So big Joe. Phil? Orange slices go to uh, Jalen Hurts. Uh, in a last-minute substitution, Lamar Jackson was pulled from today, so I had to put yeah. my backup in, and Jalen Hurts uh, promptly rushed for three touchdowns as a yeah, quarterback and uh, scored me 30 points, and I'm down by 100. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy? Well, it's got to be Jonathan Taylor, five TDs. Yeah. Today, so he scored yeah. 58.4 yeah. points, which is just unheard of. So that's an easy choice. Harrison Butker is my kicker from Kansas City, and he outscored Patrick Mahomes today. <laughs> <If> <laughs> Butker had eight points. Mahomes had seven something. The only way I'm going to win is because Joe forgot to put a bunch of dudes in his lineup. <laughs> my only shot at this point is not looking good. All right. Shit talking time. Here we go. Chucky. You're playing Denko next week. Uh, I'm assuming on the 50th episode, and Phil is far in the lead. I must be in second place, right? Compared in the rotation. I didn't look. Tommy. Yeah. No, you have to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tucking yeah. In. I assume much like Phil said he wanted to kneecap somebody. I would like to kneecap Phil not to oh, win wow. next week's fantasy Damn. football game. Oh, wow. But to become number two 
on this podcast and have a better title. I mean, I was assistant manager today. He doesn't so need knees for this podcast. That's, that's right. right. I'm showing, I'm showing up, I'm right, showing up without knee I need to rethink that. Tell me I'm going to hire you as, as my Tanya Harding consultant here. Um, yeah. So I just want to, I want a better title when it comes to the podcast. So good luck next week, Phil. Thanks, man. Phil, you're playing Chuck. I'm playing Chuck. Well, I can definitely do this podcast without kneecaps but that said i don't know if you remember but in high school there was a time where my car was beyond dead in your driveway i know where this is going yeah <laughs> it was it was beyond dead like there was it was not turning over at all and you got out of the passenger seat and called upon a higher power and blessed my engine and the mother <laughs> started I made immediately this, i made immediately. the sign of the cross on you the, did i remember that. you did so that we could get to our aau baseball game i believe i think you're going to need to call upon that same higher power to beat my juggernaut of a team next week good luck taylor swift tommy you're playing bonhard next week everybody thinks bonhard is just such a great guy and just so nice <laughs> I think he's been a fraud for so many years and his team being in first place is a total fraud as well. My team's putting it together. The running back room has been great. Uh, we're putting together a hell of a game plan. We're really hitting our stride. We're very much like Ohio state where we're, we're playing our best ball right now. Bonhart's going to get rolled. Like I said, not a good guy. All right. I play Tersic. Tersic and I worked together at the Fallon company, which is a factory where valves were drilled. Uh, and while we were working together, I used to like to try to find ways to injure Tersic while we were on the job. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I can take advantage of the long-term effect of those injuries. Tersic is going down. But boys, we are out of time. I am out of questions for now. And we just did our whole 50th show without mentioning that NBC spent $2.4 this week to retain the broadcast rights for the Premier League. With that story about spending $2.4 more than you needed to to ensure I won't watch <laughs> soccer, <laughs> I hope you guys have a great week, and let's get together and do this again real soon. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds good. <laughs> How much? We get together for our fifth fuck. <laughs> <laughs> our fifth our fifth fuck. Our fifth fuck. Finally, I've been waiting. Yeah. <laughs> been stuck on four for so long. Oh my gosh. <sighs> and uh -oh. Chuck is frozen. Chuck, Chuck computer rebooting. <laughs> yeah. Sunday Chuck uh, apparently didn't like what I had to say about the bar. Chucky, you still with us? Yeah, I did a really weird thing. Did everybody Frozen again. pop out? Am I still here? I can see y'all. Yeah, my network bandwidth is sort of Let's move on, guys, to our What do I know? <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> That's right. Punch was it to learn Colin Sexton will be out for the entire season after MCL surgery. That that was rough. It was so he had a meniscus injury and what this means the fact that he's out for the rest of the season is they decided to do a minuscule did i identify the wrong thing that's all right you're you're the attorney i'm the i'm the group's doctor i got you i got you man i thought it, mcl it, and meniscus were the same they're they're not oh, okay <laughs> the mcl is a ligament <laughs> the, the medial collateral ligament and they both start with them though it's a, it's a, right yeah, yeah. yeah easy yeah, mistake yeah, to yeah. make yeah. so yeah he he pulled his mamba jamba <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> call whatever you want it's yeah, not good right? like what his mickey ficky has been injured <laughs> <laughs> all right i'm sorry i'll stop um no so i think taco <laughs> needs to play more uh for one thing taco should get at least Two 15 to, to 20 minutes, minutes a night yeah. taco yeah. sucks yeah let's double his sucks, time man. let's double his no time way. and get him like a minute and a half <laughs> and see what he does with it <laughs> Ah, uh, that's okay. I don't think that's the problem. <laughs> unless, more unless, height. Unless we need more height. <laughs> unless Taco's going to run the points. I don't think that we no. really need him. That I want to watch. <laughs> Welcome back, fellas, to our second segment. We'll start on the rope. We're not going to start. We're already started. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, hell no. Yeah, I'm going to go all oh, hell. hell. <laughs> what? Does Oregon losing to Cincinnati, <clears throat> dummy, 
I can't believe I fucking wrote it like that. Yeah. Jesus, what an asshole. I don't think that happened. <clears throat> <laughs> From Jay's classic movie blog.com, a website run by a guy named Jay Jacobson. <laughs> George, 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 George. <laughs> Oh, I think this is so funny. <laughs> the, the internet is the best. All right. <clears throat> Your next option is a selection from by Jay's classic movie blog.com, a website run by Jay Jacobson. <laughs> I love that you can't get through Jay Jacobson. <laughs> oh, because there's more coming. Uh, <clears throat> all right. Your next option is a choice by. <laughs> See, now, I'm trying to look away or something. Yeah, trying yeah. To <laughs> Turn off all your mics. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. Next one. Award-winning actor and singer-songwriter. <laughs> <clears throat> so, Tommy, what is the best fiftieth Beth? God damn. I did hear that <laughs> Gus Johnson, who called the Browns games today, is calling this. Oh, fantastic! That's exciting. And Gus Johnson is a is a just a national treasure. Oh, he is. Oh, I God. love he this is. dude. He makes shitty football oh, sound God. super exciting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's unreal. So I'm afraid his head might explode next yeah. week. Like, that might be. Who's doing color? I hope he brings. Uh, it's always the same guy. <laughs> that would be great. Thank God it's not Lavar. I'm uh, hoping no. it's Lavar. <laughs> He's always got his same sidekick on college games, and yeah. I, I don't remember the guy's name. Yeah. That blonde, yeah. you know, dude. I don't know. Herb, um, Herb Street? No, no. Log off and log back in, Chucky. You want to run your updates? <laughs> now I think we lost him completely. I wonder if I can just kick him out of the meeting. Oh, what happened? I can rename you guys. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, oh, see, I'm, I'm, look, I'm looking at it. It's just a Sunday night football on my screen. I, I don't even know what's going on with the game now. Yeah. Hey, look who's back. Relationship. Is he back? I don't see him. Oh, you're letting him He's, in. I'm, I'm letting him in. There he is. So that's interesting. I, I think so. The Chargers head coach is an <clears throat> ex UD quarterback. Hey, Chucky. And hey, sorry. That's all right, man. Coach. That's cool. Super weird. Where do we leave off? I heard you come to me. I also heard uh, somebody yeah. say Billy Bosa, who's got cool facial hair now. And then Tommy said the O-line, right? <clears throat> yep. So yeah, it's right. yeah, yeah. so nobody took the obvious. <laughs> no, yeah. it's on you, man. You can right nor there. will I. Hit the layup. Hit the layup. <laughs> I will not. I will not. Um, I really enjoyed Burke's uh, Harry Doyle moment of the pod when he was talking about Alabama's losses, and he's like, "Christ, I can't find it." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They play some other shitty teams. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Today's Hell podcast with brought to you by Who's Christ? I can't find that. So, that? like, if it plays out here with Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, Cincinnati, Notre Dame, who's Behind Notre Behind Dame, at this, I have no idea. Let me look up those I don't know. That's interesting. There's got to uh, be a bunch of one-loss teams. There, there's right? another undefeated team, but they're way down in the polls because it's like a. Uh, so like, Cincinnati is five. Michigan wait? is six. Michigan oh. State is seven. Notre Dame is eight. Change. And Oklahoma State is still nine. Oklahoma. And did Wake one Forest team? lose this weekend? They did. Yeah, they oh. lost. Okay, they so lost. Oklahoma State is uh, is nine and one. Baylor's eight and two. So, so go our, down. Is it Coastal Carolina? There's a team that is undefeated, and they're like they're just a bet. They don't play in a conference. UTSA. Uh, UTSA. Yeah. Oh, are the Roadrunners? Texas San Antonio. Are they the oh, yeah. Roadrunners? I think they are. Yeah, I think they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I think I tried to buy a hat of theirs like yeah. five years ago on Lids, and they were out. I'm like, that's a sweet logo. Believe it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, all this know, talk about Cincinnati. Nobody's talking about the Roadrunners. That's right. That's bullshit. That is bullshit. No respect, man.
I'll watch. I watch <clears throat> World Cup. I'll yeah. watch that. Yeah, I'll watch that. Yeah, into that. Yeah, it's like all. Yeah, that's all I would get well, into. That was it. I mean, I'll watch World Cup <laughs> if like if if America is playing. I, I don't right. know that I, I watch too way. much. You know. I mean, you I, I guess of, I would. You don't watch time, a lot of yeah, Trinidad and Tobago in. when they play? Yeah. I don't. I don't know <laughs> where Trinidad Tobago is. Yeah. Me neither. <laughs> I just remember that from the Seinfeld where it's like, so you're Trinidadian and Toboggan? Or what is that? <laughs> <laughs> is that the dude that came to run the marathon? Yeah. John yeah. Paul. Yeah. John Paul. <laughs> John Paul. <Yeah>. John Paul. <laughs> <laughs> you little bastard. <laughs> Welcome to episode 50, guys. Hey, this is, a, this is a lot. <clears throat> 50 and and one year all at the same time, right? Yeah, it was yeah, it was the Sunday night right before Thanksgiving, right? Yep. yep. Yeah, I'll turn my furnace off. I'll be right back. Appreciate we'll be here. Appreciate that, Tommy. <laughs> His dedication to the quality off. of our he is, sound. Uh, <laughs> he, hates, he hates his family. Yeah. I have to turn my furnace off. <laughs> They're warm enough. <laughs> they could put blankets on. Yeah. Put this is on. the uh, one year anniversary. Maybe I should duck out and let the new three go at it Ooh. again since that's how it started. No, no, no. No, no it's well, the more the merrier. There are a lot of pillows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of throw pillows going on there. Pillows around like that, here, like that commercial. Yeah, your, your parents. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like the those commercials are pretty terrible, but the one yeah. where they're like going to the game, yeah, is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. so we're gonna leave in the third quarter, right? <laughs> Let's not talk about leaving before we even get there. It's no like more me. talk about the parking lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like me before going to a concert. I'm like, so we're <laughs> we're gonna leave like 20 minutes before it's supposed to end, right? Uh, i had that conversation once with tammy at one of the first high school football games we went to here like maybe we just sneak out a little bit before the game ends and she's like what are you talking about (laughs) your son's playing in the game right yeah Yeah, i'm like well but you know he's not playing on offense so if you know the end of the game whatever and she's like jason there's like you know there's like a thousand people here and 500 of 500 of them walked you know the the stadium like the fields like right in town there's not going to be any traffic any trouble getting out of here and also our kid was playing this is another good point and also it was only like 9 30 at night (laughs) what was i worried about wow so you got big plans for the 50th episode gerbs normal plans Okay. Normal plans. They're I'm going to rely on you guys. They're always to big. make it great. <laughs> oh, well, that's a shame. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe the next fifty will be better. Uh, uh, one second. I'm gonna. I can hear him crying. I'll be right back. <laughs> Sorry, it's not a furnace. It's just my son. Yeah. <laughs> turn turn him off. Turn him off. Right. Yeah, turn I'm going to shut too. this son off. <laughs> What do you mean I'm funny? Funny like a clown? You didn't use you?